Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, get a room. Literally. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cassell. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week <laughs> we got Bacha Galoop. But how'd I do? Did you, I do it? You did all right. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm proud of you, buddy. To, to, <laughs> to pull back the curtain, I've been practicing uh, before, <laughs> before I tried it. So we got Bacha Galoop by Louis Prima um, and uh, Rachel. Yeah. Why, don't you, uh, why don't you take it away? Tell us what this uh, song is about. Well, this song is about a man named Bajagaloop. He uh, has a lady love, and when he wants to be alone with her, he can't find anywhere to go um, because her house is too full. So they hang out on the stoop. Uh, and later on, things work out great for him and his lady love. They get married, but they have so many kids that they continue to go make out on a stoop. Yeah, That's our whole story, folks. So this obviously is a is a harrowing metaphor about the housing crisis. Yes, uh, very much so. <laughs> about yes, that's right. About the tenements in uh, <laughs> the nineteen twenties and thirties. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you really read between the lines, it's mm-hmm. actually a seething social commentary. It really is. Uh, yep. About uh, it's uh, very deep. Very deep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My, like most of Louis Prima's songs, the mm-hmm. it's very deep. Very- this is. This is Louis Prima's The Jungle. Um, he really wanted to change <laughs> right. some lives uh, and, and change the world with this song. That's right. And, uh, and he failed miserably <laughs> because it didn't, it didn't affect anything. No, it did not. Bachigaloop and Maria are keeping company. He comes around to see her every night. When he wants to make the woo, there's a place he takes her to. You can see them when the moon is shining bright. And Bachigaloop makes love on the stoop. Cause Maria has a bigger family. And Bachigaloop makes love on the stoop. On the step, he's full of the pep with his Maria. Our mama's in the so Rachel, uh, I want to I'm going to break the format just okay. slightly and say I'm going to tr- I'm going to start reading these lyrics. Okay. But at some point I may turn them over to you because uh, let me check my skin tone. Yeah, way too Irish to be uh, <laughs> to be saying some of these words. No uh, problem. I'm... And in fact, I may end up accidentally insulting people. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be real careful. I'm very interested <laughs> to see how you do with this. Uh, okay. Before we get started, though, can I mm-hmm. just say, I think, no, you know what? I know. This is the oldest song we've ever done a review of. Is it true? Yeah. 47? Is yeah, because really? prior to this, it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was 1949. Really? Okay. Yes. I did it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then before that, and it was um, El Paso, I think, which was 1959. I don't think we had anything older than that. Wow. This is amazing. That's amazing to me, but I'm happy to bring it it along to us. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I didn't didn't want to bring this up, but my next song I was going to bring in was Battle Helm of the Republic. (laughs) (laughs) We're going way back. I'll take it for one episode. (laughs) I got the the record. Uh, all right, so it's starting like you're, at the you're top the uh, you're the Chrysler building of uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So starting at the top here, he says Abajagaloop and Maria were keeping company. Oh, I can't even do it. Compania. Yeah. Okay. So Abajagaloop and Maria were keeping Compania. He comes around to see her every night. When he wants to make the woo, there's a place he takes her to. You can see them. When the moon is shining bright. Okay, right off the bat, <laughs> we get a couple of things. Number one is that our narrator is a looky-loo. And he's clearly looking at Maria and Bajagaloop. He's, he's finding them out. He knows the perfect oh, time to look oh, at them. Oh, you're saying, right, right, right. Oh, man, he is See, just... I was thinking it was just an omniscient narrator. Oh, <laughs> like, Cla- like Clarence from uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, or I see you're saying any of the millions of other omniscient narrators <laughs> out there. No, yes. I like it to I like it to be an actual on the streets narrator. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I like first of all, first of all, this is to someone who's gossiping yes. about what's going on in the neighborhood. That's they're right. They're telling they're telling you all about Bajikaloop and Maria and what they're up to. But secondly, Rachel, I like the added thing of he's giving you a little advice of like, right. hey, if you want to watch something pretty hot and heavy, <laughs> right? You wait until, you wait until the full moon. And then you, 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 you come over to this window. You're going to see something going on out uh, on the stoop out there. I mean, Louis has set a schedule for crying out loud. Like, he's, he yeah, knows. Yeah. He's, he's marked the calendar. He knows when to go look at the stoop. Um, Dan, I'm proud of you for trying Companhia. Thank um, you. Thank you. It's great. I love that we already have our two characters, <laughs> Butcha Galoop and Maria. Now, in the song, I think, Dan see, the thing I was struggling with, though, I think in the song, doesn't he, doesn't like Maria and Companhia that's supposed to rhyme, right? The way he says it? Right. Or am I... Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what I was struggling with because I was trying to be like... I mean, he's, he's making up a lot of words here, so I'm going to do my best, everybody. Right. That's I'm going to throw myself on the mercy of the court. Just, I'm going to try here. <laughs> Lu- um, Louis Prima is... I mean, we'll talk about it later, but Louis Prima, his his um, lyrics are extremely clever and play around with... Very loosely with language. And mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I love about him. Yeah. So, um, so it sounds like he says a bajka loop, um, but I guess that's just sort of more of like it's to get you know, us into it. Well, I was gonna say because it sounds like he's saying like not the bajka loop, but a bajka loop. You know, one of the bajka loops. Um, right. But I guess, but I guess he's just doing that more Italian thing of just adding ahs and a's into into words. So he, that's right. So he's saying bajka loop is our is our hero here. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a lady friend named Maria. They keep a compania. Yes. Um, and uh, he comes around to see her every night. So obviously that's not all they do. He comes in, he says hi to the family, you know, has makes a little small talk, maybe has a little company. But then he wants to make woo. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming is later in the seventies they would add a P to the end of that. Right. <laughs> they would they would make whoopee. That's right. Um but they, you know Did you say back- in the seventies? Yeah, wasn't that from 
Didn't they do that in a newlywed game? Was it in the seventies? Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. I think yeah, they've yeah, used yeah, the 60s, word, 70s. but I think they've used the word "whoopee" before that. Oh, did they? Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think it was like the nineteen forties. <laughs> they started. Yeah. All right. Another season enough. for uh, an, when when was, yeah, was uh, making whoopee? When was that out? Oh, the for- oh, okay. The fifties, maybe. No, the forties, probably. Okay. I. But if they I'm were on the that newlywed- song, <laughs> I always just assumed um, it was the newlywed game. Yeah, how would oh that's a good question. How would Bajikaloop and Maria do on the Newlywood game? Let's discuss oh, that real quick. Aces. Uh, <laughs> aces. However, you would have to turn away real quick and the sensors would have to cut off real quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think they're making it through an entire Newlyweds game without <laughs> starting to make a woo uh in their mm. little like cabana thing that they had in the Newlywed game. Right. But the question of the question of where do you make whoopee? They're going to get that one right because oh, yeah. we know ex- there's only one place they can do it. That's right. So yeah. the uh, the jazz song Making Whoopee. Yeah. Uh, 1928. All that right. Early. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. So uh, so when he wants to when he wants to, now he, when he wants to make the woo, there's a place he takes her to and you can see them when the moon is shining bright. Mm-hmm. And where is that place? Bajakaloop makes love on the stoop. Because Maria has a big familia. Bajagaloop makes love on the stoop. On oh man. <laughs> on a, on a step, he's full of the pep with his Maria. Yep. So let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. What does the phrase make love mean here in this context? Because I feel like maybe it's maybe a slightly broader term than than what we would say now right maybe it could be um i i I don't know this is 1947 so i'm guessing they're holding hands right right Right. i just want i just wanted to like are we supposed to insinuate well are we supposed to take away from this i mean that they're doing it like rabbits out there (laughs) in front of the house like what's happening i I think according to the to the later lyrics i think you are sort of supposed to uh, insinuate that uh maybe it just depends on how the moon is shining at the moment maybe when it's a new moon they they're they're like we're good right now he's like magellan for crying out loud trying to figure out the best (laughs) the best times to like well the thing is i think they do it all the time i don't think i don't think every night i don't think bajagaloop cares about the moon yeah the, our narrator our gossip is telling us when the moon is full you can see them right but they're doing like they don't care who can see them they're in what love. they're doing what i was wondering was if, if making love was a, again a broader term that might include you know them doing it like maybe it's uh, from, from or like something kiss, or, yeah kissing yeah. and necking all the way up to that like is that or 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 when you hear this song in 1947 are you supposed to imagine them you know again like butt naked going at it uh on the stoop <laughs> i don't know i'm well, i'm wondering like I mean, what you're supposed to take away from i mean this. i will say this i think that we we assume 1947 was much or the 1940s those times were much more um demure than they were mm-hmm. than they are now but i think yes. there's a great deal of songs that that you're like they must not mean that and the answer is oh right. they very much meant that <laughs> they very much you nobody invent th- this wasn't invented in 1960 uh right. but so i think the reason that i think that they're going f- full on is when he says on a step he's full of he's full of the pep with his maria mm-hmm. um you could say that they're just going hot and heavy maybe but right but you know he's listen 
there's if you got nowhere to go, he doesn't have money for a hotel room. They're gonna figure mm. it out. They gotta figure it out. Yeah, I mean, look, and, I'm not, I, I'm not against it. The f- I'm the, just saying. The funny thing, I, yeah. Well, maybe they're exhibitionists. Maybe that's the only way <laughs> they can. That's their deal. Maybe the whole big family thing is just an excuse. There's nobody uh, else in the house. <laughs> There's no one else in the house. Those it's are just all a bunch of cardboard cutouts. cutouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they home aloneed it in the in the, in the house <laughs> so that they could go out to the stoop to make love on the stoop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love that. I think that's perfect. That's exactly right. Well, I um, think this also sort of feels. A little bit in terms of like it's it's the 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 time period that it's from and and how risque it is. It feels almost like and correct me if I'm wrong, but like burlesque, right? Because it is, it's funny, right? Like it's intended to be almost like a novelty, like comedy right. song, but there is that that bit of risque risque-ness to 100%, 100%. it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And possibly So this is like, a song you could act, you could imagine somebody singing like a burlesque show. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. And also possibly like a little bit of plausible deniability, right? Because they'd be like, oh, they just, they're just kissing right. out there. But by using the term making love, you can, you can imagine more is happening, right? Right. Or they're, they're hinting at something that, but again, you know, they're not going to get like, because this is a time when you could like get raided and arrested for obscenity, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Like I know, I understand that like people knew these things. Again, this was not like invented. Uh, obviously, this was going on for. Let me ch- again check my notes. Oh, all of human history. But uh, you know, they 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 were a little more strict about. No, this but sort I meant thing, specifically so. in in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant specifically right. in music and in, t- in right, right. Uh, movies and so on. But here's the thing: the I have a stoop. And mm-hmm. so my question is, I mean, when I think of a stoop, I think of a like a brownstone or an apartment building. I don't think a house, right? Right. Uh, have you ever come out of an apartment building and somebody's like smoking on the stoop and you have to kind of mm-hmm. like shimmy your way around them and be like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I just got to get through. Imagine <laughs> Bajikalup and Maria are sitting there and you have to leave the apartment building. And you have to kind right. of like sway around. Oh, that's awkward. That That's awkward. I mean, that's I what guess fire escapes are for. That's what yeah, fire yeah. escapes are for. They're called Bajagaloop escapes, actually. So they <laughs> escape from Bajagaloop. They call that until, until, yeah, until the early 50s. That's they right. They call those um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess, let's see. Do they say, do they say definitely whether it's a house or like an apartment building? I don't think they do. They do later no. they say it's a house. No. But I think here it's not clear. So I think we're assuming it's like, an apartment building style thing. But I, I mean, I guess technically if you have like st- steps up to your door in a house, right? That's still the stoop. Maybe yeah. you wouldn't call it that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess mean, it's like a, I mean, I, you would call it a porch or something at that point, wouldn't you? Well, but if you just have steps up. Yeah. It's a, think... a porch is bigger than a stoop. Okay. Yeah. If you just have like steps to a door, that's just the like stoop. cement. Yeah, just like cement stairs up to a door. Okay. I think that's that's your stoop. Um, yeah, I mean, we again we associate that more with like a, a like an apartment building, right? Um, but you know, because also people might sit on the stoop only because they don't have anywhere else to go. Like if you have a house, you don't need to sit right. on an uncomfortable concrete stoop uh, right. unless you know 
you want to, but you could sit inside your house where you live. So, um, I want to say uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the word stoop said as frequently as we've just been saying. <laughs> That's true. Except and it doesn't sound time. like a real word anymore. Yeah, we no, are definitely in the territory of <laughs> my brain is losing the ability to form the word stoop because we've said it so many times. <laughs> you can't, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm no at the point where I'm sort of thinking like, that's that's the right word, right? Stoop, right. stoop, stoop. Am I that doesn't sound right? that doesn't sound right. I need to look this up. Our mamas in the kitchen, our sisters in the hall, our brothers in the parlor. They ain't no room at all. So bachigalo makes love on a stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. That waitress Angelina, with her he used to neck. But every time he'd kiss her, she'd put it on the check. So Bachigalo makes love on the stoop. So, uh, so the, he he's on at a step. He's full <laughs> of the pep with his Maria. Yes. And the reason why, at least the, the given reason why they're out on the stoop, is her mom is in the kitchen, her sister's in the hall, her brother's in the parlor. There ain't no room at all. Mm-hmm. Bajagaloop makes love on the stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. Yep. Uh, I mean, Tilly's not alone. He's with Maria, but um, I yeah. guess the only place they can be alone, right? Would Where make, he can would be alone with his Maria. With with Maria, right? Yes. Right, right. Right. So yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing. I understand she doesn't really have that. I mean, she's got a mom, a sister, and a brother. That doesn't seem <laughs> true. like a lot of people. I mean, that seems like a pretty normal sized family. But I guess if they have a small place, this, but this goes back to the idea of is there really no space because they don't mention a a bedroom in there at all i'm gonna assume that that maria's mama is not going to let them be in a bedroom together but there's there seem to be a couple of places they could they could sneak away to it leads back to the idea that they're probably uh exhibitionists yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is a choice by bajagaloop and maria and has nothing to do with the size of their house yeah, so. the only way they can get turned on if they know people are watching them uh, <laughs> when the moon is full. The, the thing, first of all, I, I don't understand what her sister's doing in the hall. I'm going to go ahead and assume that the hall means something else, like it's like a living room and not just she's just hanging out in the hall. She just walks up and down, <laughs> up <laughs> yeah, and down what, the hall what like a prison warden. What is her sister doing? Just hanging up there. I don't know. Of course, mama's in the kitchen. Of yep. course. Her brother's in the parlor, in the parlor. So I assume that there's like an old-fashioned piano party. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Happening always. Well, that's the problem. Every night there's you know, uh, fabulous piano parties. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, yeah. going nutso in the parlor. Yeah, and I mean, I assume here's a new one was... from Cole Porter. <laughs> yeah, that right. You know, I assume the brother was like smoking cigars and drinking brandy and making business deals. Right. Um. In the in the parlor. So you right. know, with his other with his other like twelve year old uh, friends. Um, <laughs> But That's yeah. right. No, I I assumed it was like the bro- the brother at the end of uh, Back to the Future, where he's like a business person, but he still ha- he still lives at home. <laughs> he hangs out in the parlor and has fancy piano parties. Yeah, and he goes um, into the office on like a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And look, guys, I mean, we, isn't that we've what all... happened Back to the Future? What wasn't like the next day? Like yeah, it was a Saturday. Was a Saturday, and his yeah. brother yeah. picks up and he goes. I always wear a suit to the office. To which you say, right. number one, if you work in an office, why are you living at home? And number two, why are you going to the office on a Saturday? Yeah. And he, he acts like 
Marty is the idiot. Right. When actually his question makes perfect sense. Why are you what? going to the office on a Saturday? Also, again, you have a good job. Why are you either A, living here, or B, going to your parents' house to eat breakfast, you That's loser? That's right. What's wrong what with you? What is happening? And he's like, I can't keep track of all your boyfriends and the sister. The two of you, move out. <laughs> this time, You won't have this problem. Your little brother has issues, clearly, because he has not changed or sophisticated. You two have. Move out. Hey, look, they were almost erased from existence, so... Right. I guess that's a good point. They had to restart. They were traumatized by that, so they, they don't like living on their own. Go right. easy suddenly, on them. They might just suddenly wink out of existence. <laughs> that's right. That's I mean, they had, they had to, at one point, uh, Dave came into the kitchen, and they were like, Dave, you don't have a head! <laughs> oh, my God! That's right. Uh, so they've been through a lot. I can understand. They've been through a lot. They've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but not as much as Bajigaloop, as Maria's sister and brother in Bajigaloop. <laughs> bring us back. <laughs> this is all my fault, but bring us back. Um, so then so then, whoever our uh, nosy neighbor narrator is here, yeah. uh, they, he, they're going to run you through everyone Bajigaloop has been gossip. with. What a gossip. Huge Louise. gossip. Uh. So they're going to explain that uh, that waitress Angelina with her, he used to neck, but every time he'd kiss her, she'd put it on the check. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, how much does a kiss cost, do you think, in 1947? Uh, what, what about those kissing booths? Probably five mm. cents. I'm going to say a five nickel. Five cents? You think so? I'm going to say yeah. a nickel. And is that like, is it like a one-time thing? Like, is it a bottomless cup of coffee? <laughs> where so. yeah. you get as many kisses as you want for five cents? Specific or is, kind, is each, yeah. Each kiss and upcharge. Certain amount of refills. You get a certain <laughs> amount of refills. With <laughs> Look, you get two refills on kisses, and then that's after that you got to pay. That's it. Um, and delivery costs bleep. extra. So what? What does? Delivery. <laughs> delivery costs extra. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Sorry, can't you leave your work at home?" She's like, "I'm married to my work. I don't know what to tell no. you. I'm a waitress. I have to take home work sometimes." To which Bachigalup says, "No, you don't. You're a waitress." Yeah, yeah. I just imagine them in bed. And he's like, ah, Angelina, that was that was great. She's like, okay, so uh, she just starts filling out a notepad. <laughs> so let's see what you got here. You got. Let's see. Put the notepad away. <laughs> oh my gosh! And a cup of um, coffee. I didn't. I thought the coffee came with it. No, nope, coffee's extra. <laughs> oh, you're charging me for the disco fries too? Okay, fine, whatever. Oh, um, okay. So he said, but then they say uh, that waitress Angelina with his he used to neck. Uh, but every time he kissed her, she put it on the check. So Bajigaloop makes love on the stoop. It's the only place he could be alone. Those two things don't <laughs> follow. What are you talking about? Well, because- I mean, I guess they're only saying because now he's with Maria. That's right. He's yeah. not with Angelina. So he doesn't have a um, choice. He has no choice. He's also he's got to type in names at least. Right. Because oh, we yeah. got Maria, Angelina. And now we're going to hear about Josefina. Yeah. So he likes a girl with a with a A at the end of the name. I'm going to say that. He, he likes now, a girl whose name is easy to rhyme with other words. <laughs> yes. Yes. You've heard of Josephina, who made the neighbors yell. Well, Bachi was the fella who made her push the bell. So Bachi got up. Makes love on the stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. Now he had a girl, Felicia. She always told him no. Maria, she capisce, but they got no place to go. So Bachigalo 
makes love on the street. So you've heard of Josephina? Actually, I, I haven't, sir. I don't. We're, sir, this is a Wendy's. I don't know why you're telling me all this. <laughs> you've heard of Josephina, who makes the neighbors yell. Well, Bacha was the feller who made her push the bell. So, Rachel, this is the point. Ooh. I'm going to turn this over to you. You explain yeah. to me what the hell is going on in these two lines, because I don't understand any of that. Uh, well, I think he used to make out with uh, Josephina, mm-hmm. but uh, they would make out on her stoop, and but the bells to the apartments, she they would lean against the bells to the apartment, and the bells would go off. And so the, and neighbors the neighbors would, would be, yell. The neighbors would be annoyed that she would be pushing the bell. There's more to it in the story behind the story, but I'm not doing that yet. I'm holding on to no, it. Okay. No, no, but, I like that. But yeah, okay, that's so what they're, it is. So they're they're doing it hardcore style. Yeah. Uh, out on the stoop. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then they while they were doing it, they would push back against the the buzzers. Right. All the buzzers in the apartment building would go off, and all the neighbors would yell. Yeah, and annoy the neighbors. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. That works for me. I do like the idea that um, I, I like to think that Louis, our gossip, is going up to somebody who has just moved into the into the building, and is mm-hmm. like, "Let me tell you <laughs> about the dude that runs around with all the ladies." Right. You're lucky. You're lucky he's doing it on the stoop because he used to hang out with Josephina and wake us all up in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're like, you know what? If you're gonna fine, stay on the stoop. Stay on the stoop because at least you're not waking us up. And we'll only watch you when the moon is full. Welcome to the building. If your doorbell starts ringing in the middle of the night, let me tell you what's happening. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And also, uh, when it's a full moon, listen, Bajagaloop will let you hang out on the stoop, but only (laughs) if on a full moon we can watch. Yeah, yeah. To which Bacha says, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. You know what I say? The more, the merrier. (laughs) Bajagaloop, you're you're creeping me out, man. Now he's got another girl. He had another girl. Now... He had a girl, Felicia. She always told him no. Let's see. Oh, man. Maria she Capita? Capicha? Capicha. Capicha. Maria she Capicha. But they got nowhere to go. I am officially handing the reins over to you, Rachel, because <laughs> okay. I am totally now lost. So had, help me out here. Now he had a girl, Felicia. She always told him no. Maria she Capicha. But they got nowhere to go. Capicha means I, under, I'm gonna, understand. I'm going to say... Jesus, take the wheel, and by Jesus, <laughs> I mean Rachel. So, capiche? You, you capiche? You understand that? No, no clue. I uh, mean, I understand it, when when someone says capiche, they mean understand. Yeah, mean, it means understand. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Felicia okay. would tell him, no, no way, no, 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 no. And he's like, all right, well, for, forget it. You you can't capiche. Somebody else is gonna capiche. And <laughs> Maria was like, I very much capiche. And there we are. So, so. So here's what I'm confused. So is God? Oh man, Bajigaloop I feel like is saying. Hen- I feel like Henry Higgins right now. <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's got it. So Bajigaloop is saying to Felicia, "I want to go do it on the steps," and well, she's like, "No." I don't think. Well, I'm, 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 I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay. So is that is that what's happening? He's like, "I want to go do it on the steps," and she's like, "No." But Maria, she likes. She understands. She likes doing it out there, so that's why he's with Maria now. Is so that I, what I'm going to take away? So I don't think it's specifically on the stoop. <laughs> I, think, I think the stoop situation is specific to where he is with Maria. I think okay. it's that Felicia didn't want to neck or make love or whatever. She right. said no, and he said, okay. And so then I'll he went Maria. on. Maria was like, let's go. Let's do this thing. But now he's like, great. I've got Maria, but we have no place. Where are we going to? Maria, why have such a big family? 
Mm-hmm. Felicia was an only child. We had plenty of space. Now we, I can't win. But We're, but they but Felicia used to do it on the stoop too, right? Because no. they hit the buttons. No, that's Josephina. First of oh, all, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm that's Joseph. Right. This is now. I'm Josephina. just going through my now. I'm just going through my family family tree. No, no, no. That's little Nikki's sister. You're thinking about Josephina. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph. No, you're thinking of medium. Josephina is baby Anne's baby Anne's right, kid. Right. No, um, <laughs> this is big Felicia and little Felicia. This all, all the Felicias. Yeah, this is a this is a, a gray garden situation. No, Josephina. <laughs> I think like at the end of the night they would they would make out before she goes into the apartment building. I don't know. He he, he tries okay. to get it where he can. I don't know what to tell well, you. But here's but here's what I was gonna ask. Because either he only wants to do it on the stoop, right? And the family thing is is a canard, right? right it's it's right. just an excuse. Or because here's here's the question. We're now at the point, right? That's the last girl, right? Yes. Yes. So now, I'm at I'm at my final question. Okay. Which is, Bajigaloop, He's got to do it on the stoop. Because Maria's got a huge family, right? Yeah. Bajigaloop, go to your place. <laughs> Why is this all we got to do on the stoop? Because Mar- we can't do it in Maria's house. There's so many people. Why don't you go? Why do you have to be at her house? Maybe go to your he doesn't house. have a place. You don't know. All right. Well, I don't know. That's what or, I'm asking. Listen, or it could be that, like, or it could be that maybe Maria's family doesn't want her going to his place. That I can understand. Oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. You know, they're like, sense. no, 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 you're staying here. It's 10 o'clock. Right. Come on. That that I can understand, except for the fact that they're apparently doing it right outside <laughs> on the porch. It's like, when, it's like what parents say, I'd rather have them drink in the house. They're going to do it anyway, so I'll, I'll have them do it That's here. That's right. That faulty logic. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. And now that they are married, you think you do okay. With 17 bambinos always in the way. They're in the attic, the garret, the nursery, the bedroom, the bathroom, the storeroom, the living room, dining room, drawing room, kitchen, the pantry, the laundry, the basement, the study, the parlor, the den, and the hall. Everywhere. And now Maria's roly-poly from too much ravioli. And things are getting mighty tough. The stoop ain't big enough. So Bachigalope will have to build the largest stoop Cause it's the only place where he can be alone So now we're going to move on here Because Bachigalope, he makes love on the stoop mm-hmm. It's the only place he can be alone But then we flash forward to some undetermined point in the future Yes Because now Bachigalope and Maria are married Okay It worked out And you think he'd do okay, right? You would think that now he can, you know, do it wherever he wants, whenever he wants, but not true, you guys. (laughs) There's a twist. Because you guys, now look, they did it every (laughs) night. They did it every night, and they were willing to do it on the stoop outside. Right. So clearly they like doing it. All right, right, I'm just going to say that. However, you guys, they have 17 children. 17 <laughs> bambinos are always in the way. And they are in the attic, the garage, the nursery, the bedroom, the bathroom, the storeroom, the living room, dining room, drawing room, kitchen, the pantry, the laundry, the basement, the study, the parlor, the den, and the hall over there, too, 
and everywhere. <laughs> so... Back to Michael's point. You know, he's complaining that there's no space for him. They have a drawing room and a parlor. Right. Listen, we say this a lot, but... He's doing great. Where is he getting this money? Where (laughs) This is always my thing in story cells. Where are they getting this money? That is a big place. First of all, this is not New York. This is clearly... They've moved to the suburbs. Louis Prima's not from New York, but, but I'm a elite... East Coaster, so I think right. he's from New York. But he's not from New York. Uh, he's not from New York. So this is right. he's from New Orleans. So maybe maybe it's maybe it's New Orleans. But this is a big place: a garage, a nursery, a pantry, yeah. and a parlor, and a drawing yeah. room, a store. Why do you have a storeroom? What is? I will say room? this: he names or he lists seventeen rooms, right? And he has seventeen babies. First of all, what are the rules saying that one person is allowed in one room at any given time? <laughs> those are the, That's those not are a the, thing. Those are the Bachigaloop rules. Those are the Bachigaloop rules. That's it. Second, they're not like 17 children like ranging in age. 17 Bambinos. That's, those yeah. are babies, right? Bambinos, yeah. I mean, they're babies, but I think that, you know, in regards well, to mean, them, I think it's their children. But I'm... Okay. I'm but, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm saying like they're all... One is in each room. Right. Which means that at any given time, 15 of them are not being watched. Right. Right. Yeah. I so mean, well, maybe we should put like a couple in each room. <laughs> this this feels like uh, this, this feels like one of those math problems, right? That doesn't like logically <laughs> a, make sense. You have a but chicken, like, Look. a fox. Right. You have a chicken, a fox, and a thing of corn. How do you get all of them to the other side of the river without... Right. Mm, Oh, man. Okay, class. So, Bajagaloop and Maria have 17 <laughs> children. Each one is in a different room. I don't know what, what the math problem there would and be. And then, so, so solve for making right. love. <laughs> solve for where to make love. Equals the stoop. Um, <laughs> the train leaves Pittsburgh. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, and again, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't want I'm not going to get, I don't want to get myself in trouble here. But, you know, maybe Bajikaloop, maybe he's got a little extra income on the side. Maybe occasionally some things fall off the back of a truck. You know, this I don't know. This is the question. What, is he, what does he do for a living that he can afford 17 children? This big house. Unless, this huge house. Listen, maybe it's not a huge house. Maybe there was just one big room that they started breaking up. Like, I'll, I'm not, I, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, and I'm like, well, here's the bar, and here's <laughs> the living room, and over here right. is the dining room. I got news for you. It's all the same room. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's one of those things, but yeah, yeah. But you do think to yourself, where does he get this money? What does he do that he's so well off? Also, <laughs> you see that bookshelf in the corner? That's the study. <laughs> right. What? Right. Also, I, one I of the bambinos. I put my kids up there. One of the bambinos takes takes uh, after their aunt and just hangs out in the hallway. All day. <laughs> right, right. Get out of the hallway. Go doing? into one of the rooms. Come one of the on. Many, many rooms we have. I got another problem. They got 17 bambinos, 19 people in the house. They're, you better be saying there's a kid in, there's a bambino in one bathroom and the other bathroom and the other bathroom and the other bathroom. Because if you've know. got one bathroom for 19 people, you Oof, got bigger uh, problems than where you're doing it. That's an Baba issue. Baba okay? <laughs> the other thing is he runs through all the things. I love the idea of being like, hey, listen, Maria, come on, let's go do it in the pantry. There's no kid in there right now. <laughs> they got to figure yeah. it out. Listen, I'm just happy that they're still in love and are still 
interested in each other. You know, that's well, sweet. That's very but, sweet. And they, yeah, yeah. and the, and yeah, I mean, that it's just very sweet. They try, they open up a room. There's a kid there. They close the door. They open up another room, <laughs> they're, but they're still, they have a plan. They have yeah. their, they have their rituals every well, night, every night. But there's another problem. Yeah. Because they're going out on the porch. Uh, and now Maria's roly-poly from too much ravioli. <laughs> and things are getting mighty tough. The stoop ain't big enough. And so you- Bajiga Loop will have to build a bigger stoop because it's the only place that he can be alone. Now I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. You can look at that and be like, that's offensive. You're calling her roly-poly. That's yeah. mean. However, I love this line. The reason being... He does not care that she gained weight. He still loves her the same. And instead Mm -hmm. of being like, you've got to lose weight or we've got to figure this out or I'm not attracted to you anymore. His answer is, well, we're going to build a bigger stoop because I still love you. I still want to be with you almost to an obsessive point to the point (laughs) where we have 17 children. So I'm just going to build a bigger stoop. It's a Mm. love story, folks. This is a love story. I mean, it's certainly something. (laughs) Is there a more dangerous combination? than a high libido and Roman Catholicism because <laughs> that's how you end up with 17 Bambinos, that's my friends. Right. That's um, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say I'm sure the ravioli played a part. Uh, I would also guess that maybe Maria doesn't quite have her old figure because she had 17 children. That's I would true. imagine that might play a, a, some part. Yeah, that's, in, that's uh, on Bacigalup as well. So, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not like, oh, I can't do it with Maria anymore. He's like, I just got to build a bigger stoop. That's right. For me and Maria. I so. love, I don't know why, but I love that. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. He loves her unconditionally. Yeah. He does not care that she's she's gained weight. They're in love. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. Aw, Bajagaloop. Uh, Bajagaloop. Uh, Bajagal- anything- that that Bajagaloop, he's not such a Bajagaloop. Nah, seems all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on this song before we move on to Expanded Universe? I Listen, I'm just going to say this is a ridiculous song that I thoroughly adore. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but I am <laughs> beaming right now. <laughs> I, I have like a big smile on my face because I love this song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's a part of your heritage. You know, <laughs> every, every, listen... Uh, every Italian has been called a bunch of galoop, so <laughs> I feel it. But yeah, no, uh, it's great. Okay, uh, so expanded universe. What do we got? Expanded universe. So I assume that this is what happens when you knock three times on the ceiling. This is the <laughs> outcome of <laughs> knocking three times. There's a lot of uh, city living rituals. Yeah. In this, right? Uh, he, he knocked on the ceiling. That's how they she met. came down and she was like, look, we can go up to my place, but there's a lot of people up there. Or we can go out on the stoop. And he was like, ooh, you a freak like me. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like at some point, uh, Maria, 17 children later, is, is thinking of leaving Bacigalup and she runs into Charlene. Mm. And Charlene says, "You have to stay with him. That the, those seventeen children. That's that's love." And and then that's she it. sings, "I've never been to me." That's and right. To it, Maria's yeah. like this. I don't understand what any of this means. Yeah. To which yeah, yeah. to which Maria says, "Okay, I'll trade you." <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
I imagine I'll, I'll go to Nice in the Isle of Greece. You, you, you hang out with these 17 kids on a tiny porch. Yeah, she's like, yeah, did yeah. you not hear that I have 17 bambinos <laughs> and, yeah, a, yeah. and a husband that will not leave me alone? I was going to say, maybe, maybe uh, Maria is like the second woman Charlene talked to. And she right. was like, look, that baby you have, that's truth. That's love. And Maria was like, I have 16 others of these at home. And Charlene was like, wait, seriously? You know what? On second thought, I think I dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Never mind. 17 kids? I am, no, um, I am not rethinking my life choices now. I appreciate you very much, lady. I mean, she can definitely say to Bajagaloop, there will be no strings to bind your hands because they are right. they're, they're all over free. each other. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. Letting, they're letting loose. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. what I was going to say. I think that um, this... I think that their house, they bought their house or they, they left their house to, uh, to Rick Rock um, or to Rick Rock's neighbor, mm. I guess, because yeah. they did it everywhere. It's uh, the, right. basically the opposite of Rick Rock's situation where he was <laughs> yeah, able yeah. to do it wherever he wanted to, but you glue, oh. they're stuck on the stoop. Wait a minute. That's right. Cause Rick Rock had a huge house too, he right? He had a huge house. Place. So you think, do you think Rick Rock bought Bajagaloop's house? That's right. And then, oh, and then just, like and then that. just to shove it in Bunch of Gloop's face, he yeah. he did it on every <laughs> surface of the house. He's and, like, oh, he- but you, you, oh, you had a kid in the in the kitchen, yeah. uh, but I did it in the kitchen. <laughs> I did it in the pantry. <laughs> yeah, he he did it in every room of the house, That's and at the right. end, he was like, that was for you, Bunch of Gloop. <laughs> <laughs> I lived the dream you never could. <laughs> Looking out for you, buddy. <laughs> you think uh, you think one of those kids was Andrew Gold? Oh, and he grew up, and and he's telling the story, and the person he's telling it to is like, "Why do you hate your sister so much?" He's like, "Because right. I have sixteen other sisters." <laughs> yeah, there were so many of us. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I mean, if 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 Andrew Gold is like the oldest kid. And he was that broken up that he had one sister. Imagine the heartbreak as 15 more (laughs) (laughs) followed behind her. Yeah. But they keep doing this. They told me I was the only one. I mean, at this point. What's after Lonely Boy? Because this is like getting ridiculous. I mean, we can't even fit on a cruise ship at this point. (laughs) So many of us. Maybe when uh, Felicia breaks up with him, he, he goes to her house and Felicia's last name is Brown. And he's, he's like, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, I mean, maybe Felicia changed her name to Felina and moved <gasps> to El Paso. Ooh. Ooh. That makes no sense, but I like not that. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But that's what we like about it. <laughs> it's, we have to put it in there because now we both ood, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, Yes. That, that's like the black smoke when you pick a new pope. If you guys both yeah. ooh, then <laughs> that makes it official. Yep. All right. Let's take a uh, another uh, quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Alan, people like stories. I don't know, Rob. Not according to our listener statistics. Nah, statistics lie, Alan. People love listening to stories. Or even better, listening to a pulp or vintage story with their best friend interrupting with jokes and other nonsense. I'm not sure I can commit to multiple additional best friends right now. <laughs> well, then it's a good thing we're already best friends who co-host a podcast just like that called Interrupted Tales. Every episode, we tell a complete story of romance, sci-fi, crime, adventure, sports, horror, all with added jokes, commentary, and nerdy references. You can get it on all major podcast platforms or go to InterruptedTales.com. You know what, Rob? I've reconsidered, and I am open to new friendship opportunities. That's perfect timing, because now everybody knows they should listen to Interrupted Tales. All right, hey everybody, we're back. It's time for the story behind the story of Bajagaloop. Uh, <laughs> Rachel. And his student. Walk us, walk us through. Wait, uh, what's the story of Bajagaloop? What's up with this guy? Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. Considering uh, it's mm -hmm. from 1947, there's not. I couldn't find a lot about the song itself, but I've got a lot mm -hmm. to dig into. Uh, All right. So, ba Bajagaloop was written. Where, where did it chart? Oh, it, it did not chart <laughs> on account of there were no charts, really. Uh, well, mm. Billboard charts, at least. Um, we'll we'll so, call uh, number one in, <laughs> in our hearts. That's right. That's right. So Bachelor was released in 1947 uh, on the Majestic label. It was written by Louis Prima, as well as songwriters Roy Brodsky and Sid Tepper, mm. uh, who wrote songs back then for everybody. Um, I don't have a lot about them. But uh, the I love <laughs> this is like 1642. Like it's lost uh, the sands right. of time. That's right. I had to get a translator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, the B side of of the uh, this song. So this was the A side on this. Mm -hmm. This it was a uh, you know a single, I guess. But it wasn't a single. It was just a uh, 78. The B side mm. of it was just a gigolo. Oh. That's right. Now it wasn't the obviously it wasn't the Keely Smith and Louis Primo version of Just a Gigolo. It was the original okay. version of Just a Gigolo that he did. But that's okay. crazy to me that the B side was this song that is very very famous now. Um, so wait, is, is his solo version of it not the famous version? No, the famous version that he of his is the uh, well, it's it's his. When I say Kelly Smith, I mean 
when his band was with when he was with Keely Smith, his band was with Keely Smith. He's the only okay. one singing. She's in the background. But the medley of Just a Gigolo, I Ain't Got Nobody, that's the that's the famous version of Just a Gigolo. So did that come after? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very much okay. so. Yeah, that came okay. out in oh, the fifties. Okay. Um, gotcha. The uh, So Keely Smith wasn't singing, but she was in the studio that day and after he finished recording, she was like, That was good. No, no, she's singing backup. Oh, he said she wasn't singing. No, but she's not. It's not like Achilles. She's not singing the lead. She's though, not yeah. singing the lead. Like Louis Prima and Keely Smith are, were famous for their duets, like uh, right, uh, like Old Black Magic, things like that. They, but she was just saying Gigolo over and over again. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that is pretty much all about the song Bachigaloop. That's all I got. Um, it mm. was. It was also put out on a the album Angelina that was on the um, Prima record label in 1973. Uh, but as far as how the song came to be, I think it's just a funny song that he liked. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Quite frankly. Um, Wait, 1973? Uh, yeah, the the Prima version, yes, in, he re-released it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he re-released it in 1973 <laughs> on an album. Yes, Michael is very incredulous about he everything really you're saying. It's like, wait, what? Oh my God. I, what am I on trial? So here? you're saying Holy that she was in the moly. studio at the time? <laughs> what year was this? Jeez, Louise. Actually, it might not be 1973. Now I'm nervous, mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm but just anything. finding some inconsistencies to your story, and uh... <laughs> it was Look, on the Rachel, album Angelina. Rachel. Rachel, I'd imagine it was a compilation album that he released in 1973. Rachel, listen, just tell me what's going on. Okay, my partner here is crazy. <laughs> but you can tell me. Jeez. My goodness, this is a real... No, it was 1973 on the Prima Magna, Magna Groove... Oh my gosh, let me say that again. On the Prima Magna Groove label, which was his okay. label. Okay. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. That's all I have about the song. Uh, except okay. for the song references a number of women from other Louis Prima songs. So when we were talking about uh, all these girls, uh, all these women, mm-hmm. Angelina, Josefina, and Felicia all come from different Louis Prima songs. The most this, fa- is Lu- this is Louis Prima's Glass Onion. This is, is That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, he So Anja, Angelina is from the song Angelina. Uh, Got it. And the reference uh, there is... And yes. Zuma Zuma? Yes, Angelina Zuma Zuma. But yeah. again, that's kind of a medley. I know, but it's fun to say Zuma Zuma. Okay, so it's Angelina Zuma Zuma. Like, Thank you. going to be on my toes with my... <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets over here. <laughs> If you have the opportunity to say Zuma Zuma and you don't, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, someone asks you if you're a god. (laughs) Yes. If here's the thing, it's not like her full name is Angelina Zuma Zuma. It's Angelina. No, her middle name is Zuma and her last name is Zuma. Anyway, for Christ's sake, we have three pages. Let's move (laughs) on. Angelina. uh, So is from the song Angelina. Zuma Zuma, Zuma, Zuma. Yeah. which is, yeah. and the reference is that in the, so, in the song Angelina, Angelina is a, a waitress. Zuma, Zuma. She's oh. a waitress. Yes. Um, Josefina is from the song Josefina, Please No Lena on the bell. 
Okay. Pretty straightforward. So when you were talking about walk me through this before, I uh, got this. So so you're supposed to be like, oh, that's, that's that other song. Right. That's right. You're supposed I to get it. it. Yeah. This you're is like the nineteen. This is the nineteen forty seven Avengers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Characters brought them together into one song. It's amazing. So I he's got it. his own expanded story song universe. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Literally. He doesn't. He doesn't need us. No. <laughs> he doesn't need yeah, us yeah. to place him in. Take a letter, Maria, or whatever. Or <laughs> <laughs> Pearl's a singer. Um, so, uh, but I'm sure he thanks us for doing that. I'm sure he does. Uh, yeah. Um, Felicia is from the song Felicia No Capicia. Uh, and in Makes the sense. song, Felicia was a woman who understood everything except when he wanted to kiss her. Then Felicia No Capicia. Oh, right? right? So that's it. I I'm think also going to say uh, uh, Louis Prima. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, no. Likes funny sounding Italian words. Oh, yeah. That, that seems well, to be a big thing for him. Here's the thing. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but he, I mean, he leaned heavily on his uh, Italian heritage for some of his biggest songs. And sure. it, sometimes it was it was tough and it it was like tough to get play and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but he, he really pushed through with swing and with jazz, uh, you know, sort of combining them along with his Italian heritage. Um, a little bit about the name slash word Bacigalup. Uh So as a ki- the reason that this w- was very exciting to me is as a kid, I can remember my grandmother saying, forget about him, he's a Bacigalup. So to me, Bacigalup was always an, an, an idiot or a moron, right? Like it was always, a, it was Italian-American slang for somebody who was kind of dumb. You're like, forget it. He's just a Bajagaloop. Settle down, Mr. Bajagaloop. Now, I found out that there was an Abbott and Costello character who was named Mr. Bajagaloop. He was a chef, and he would get sort of exasperated with, uh, with uh, Abbott and Costello uh, sitting at his restaurant. Um, so it was also, uh, in regards to it being a slang for uh, being dumb, it was also a favorite saying of Sophia Petrillo of the Golden Girls. <laughs> you can hear her... She called Stan a bachigaloop every once in a while and would call other people, you know, the big dumb bachigaloop. Um, I found, now this is interesting to me though, is that I was reading a, like probably way too much about bachigaloop and trying to figure out stuff about bachigaloop. Uh, and on, on, a, uh, on a thread, somebody said, in Italian, bacha is to kiss and lupo is a male wolf. And so in Louis' day, a guy who was a womanizer was called a wolf in slang. So maybe that's the original idea for the song is Bacha, right. Bacha Lupo, right? Bacha Galupo. The, kiss, the kissing wolf. The kissing wolf. Like he's a, he's a womanizer. <laughs> it, 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 mm-hmm. it seems to be, right? And it's that, I, so I, I like that one. Bacha Galupo is also sort of a, a take on the on this, uh, surname Bacha Galupo, an Italian surname. Um, and there was actually a famous Bacigalupo in New York. I do not think he has anything to do with this, but he was an undertaker who um, saved a lot of people from um, what is it? Uh, from the like the mass graves, the sort of like paupers, paupers graves. And uh, he would bury him uh, using his own money to, as an undertaker. And he was well revered in Little Italy. Um, and uh, the people loved him and would even call him, you know, St. Ba- uh, Bacigalupo. Uh, oh. Yeah. Weird, right? There's a lot. Who knew Bacigalupo had so much? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Um, so uh, the, um, 
So that is all I have to say about Bajigal Loop. I have a lot to say about Louis Prima. I will not say it all, I promise. But I personally love Louis Prima. Uh, he's he's very interesting. Um, but Louis Prima was born December 7th, 1910 in New Orleans to Leonardo Di Prima and Angelina Caravella. They were Italian. And Oh, they were Italian. I was going to yeah. ask. I couldn't. They, <laughs> they uh, Angelina, of course. So the, the, the song Angelina named after his his mother. Uh, she was a music lover, and all the children had to play an instrument. Louis Prima actually started playing the violin, um, but he became enamored with jazz music in the clubs of New Orleans and uh, seeing people like Louis Armstrong and, and others and being around these, these clubs. And after picking up his brother Leon's trumpet, or back then a cornet, uh, he was hooked and he started his own band in 1924 when he's about, uh, about 15 with some friends. Um, and after high school, um, he played a couple of gigs, but he got his first sort of like big gig playing a temp job, uh, playing on a steamship, the Capitol, uh, took him to New York. Uh, he didn't have a lot of success on there, but it was at this time that he met his first wife, Louise, and they got married. Um, in the early 30s, he moved to New York and uh, at the urging of band leader Guy Lombardo, who was the big band leader of the time, and he was very impressed with Prima's uh, trumpet playing. Uh, at this time, he started the New Orleans Gang, uh, who played in the style of Louis Armstrong and New Orleans uh, uh, jazz and swing music. Their first big gig was at a, a, a famous club called Famous Door on 52nd Street. Uh, 52nd Street at the time was also dubbed Swing Street because that's where Swing came up. Now, I don't know if this is true, but it's on the Louis Prima website. But they say that this helped start, this this time helped start the Swing craze and that Louis Prima turned, uh, uh, dubbed the term Swing as well as uh, other words of the time like Hep and Solid Jack and Crazy Man. Um, and also at this time, his band received a contract to play on CBS radio twice a week, which uh, allowed his music to go out to more and more people. Um, but I, I don't, part of me is like, all right, I could see that. The other part of me is I'm only getting this from his website. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Because also they call him the king of swing, but uh, it's actually, uh, uh, I think, Benny Goodman, who they call the king of swing, right? Because he had a huge hit with, uh, well, we'll get into it next. In 1936, Prima and his band recorded Sing, 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 which is probably his most famous song, but became a huge hit for Benny Goodman. And if you're like, huh, I don't know Sing, 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 the answer is, yes, you do. In 1936, he also divorced his first wife and married his second wife, actress Alma Ross. Um, so he had a lot going on that, that year. Uh, around this same time, he was also making trips back and forth to Los Angeles and starring in uh, some shorts and some movies such as Swing It, which was with Lucille Ball and Rhythm on the Range, which is sort of the bigger one with Bing Crosby. Um, so he's in the 30s. In the 30s, he started to pick up, you know, uh, to get more and more traction. In 1939, he broke up the New Orleans gang. Very sad. But he started the Glebe Rhythm Orchestra. I don't know what that means, but 
He started the Glee Beat Rhythm Orchestra. Um, Look, it's, it's, it's hip, you know? It's crazy. Man. It's hip, Don't... man. It's swing. <laughs> you got to go with it. It's swing. It's hip. Um, so, uh, somebody found this. Uh, his vocalizing has been defined by the Penguin Encyclopedia of Pop- Popular Music as a nonsensical mixture of jive speak, Neapolitan slang, and just plain bad English. So when we were talking before about him, you know, being a little bit loose with the words, the answer is yeah. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. he, uh, he was an entertainer. He wasn't just a singer. It wasn't like he, he wasn't your typical singer. He was an entertainer. He was up there to be to entertain people. So he didn't care. He wasn't as precious about even his music. Right. Mm. Um, so, uh, but the 1940s really when Louis Prima started to take off, he started finding his swinging novelty sound again, leaning heavily on his Italian heritage, um, with songs like Angelina. Um, in 1974, he divorced Alma Ross and married his secretary, Tracy Lean, <laughs> Tracy Lean Barrett. Um, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so maybe Maria. Take a Letter Maria really was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. it is. The inspiration maybe, yeah, I don't here. know why I said Take a Letter Maria. But yeah, so, um, and listen, that's uh, if you think that's the end of his marriages, oh, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so after World War II, the big band was sort of dwindling, but he switched gears to make jazzier versions of all of his music. Um, in 1948, Louis replaced his girl singer at the time, Lily Ann Carroll, with the person who would probably become his, uh, uh, the person who was most closely connected to him uh, in history, who is Keely Smith. Um, do you guys know who Keely Smith is? You two, have you seen her before? No, but okay. I mean, so if you have a chance, you have to watch some video of. Louis Prima and Kelly Smith. The thing that made it work is that Kelly Smith is a very, she almost looks like Wednesday Adams. She had a very like, like um, short haircut, uh, very sort of stoic look to her. She barely moved when she was on stage. They were total opposites. He would jump around the stage. He had an overly expressive face. His um, voice, again, his, the, his sound was kind of all over the place. He would, uh, you know, marble his words and so on Kelly smith just stayed completely still most of the time had a stoic look on her face and has a beautiful voice and it just worked the juxtaposition worked so well in their vocals and on and their onstage presence and that uh and the two of them and um and sam butera uh were who was the saxophone player and sort of his band leader the three of them were uh kind of uh, uh, the glue and just dynamic in their performances, both on albums and on stage. Um, so in 1952, Prima divorced Tracy Lean Barrett and later and married Keely Smith. It was, bound, <laughs> it, had, it was bound to happen. I didn't realize they were married. Yeah, they were married. They had a child at this time. Also, uh, Prima, uh, Louis Prima and Keely Smith recorded old black magic, which earned them a Grammy for best performance by a vocal group or chorus at the first Grammy awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, and they also appeared together in the film. Hey boy, Hey girl, which is also a good song. Um, uh, so through the fifties, they had a lot of success. Um, Frank Sinatra asked him to perform at the inauguration of JFK in 61, which was a great year. He was traveling a lot. Shortly after that, he and Smith divorced on stage and off stage. (laughs) 
And he replaced her in 1962 with Gia Mayone. Any guess? Who he later married. <laughs> so so uh, are we on, what are we on, five here? Oh, uh, we're on five. We're on five, okay. and I will say we are on the, the last... Uh, the the last wife um they had uh they had two children uh louis his only son louis prima jr as well as um lena prima who are both musicians um in 1967 louis prima this is what most people will know him from lent he landed the role of king louis in the jungle book performing the famous i want to be like you um if you have a chance you should also watch the videos of him and his band performing, they have, you know, back then they would record the people who were doing the voices to see if they could get anything out of them. He is King Louis jumping around this stage. He, he is King Louis. So uh, they used a lot of his persona and personality in that character. Um, he went on to record um, albums with, um, uh, with Disney. Both this, uh, he did two Jungle Book uh albums and he also did an album uh for robin hood which i think is called make way for robin hood i forget but he did a couple of um actually he did a a bunch of uh albums with buena vista records for um which is (laughs) which is disney obviously you know i'm watching i'm watching videos of louis prima and killy smith and it's phenomenal with the well, even with the sound off. So they're singing like, they're obviously like singing a duet. They're singing very right. close together. And then they rub their noses together. Yeah. Like in a very cute way. And then when they turn their heads back, they both wipe their noses like it was annoying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and then just now, you're like you're saying, he was dancing around like crazy and she was sitting very still. And then he did the thing where he turned his head and noticed she was still. And then he just jumped to attention. Right. And was standing still. It's, it was funny stuff. It's great. That's all. It's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Two more things. His music has been used in countless movies, TV shows, and commercials, including um, Mr. Saturday Night, Casino, basically any mobster movie. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> there's a mobster Tremaine. in it, and yeah. they're wearing like a, a nice suit. Uh, you're going to hear some Louis Prima. You're going to hear Louis Prima. Yeah. You've got Treme, um, which is mm. a New Orleans-based uh, TV show. The Gap ad in the... I guess late '90s for khakis, which featured Jump Drive and Whale. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was huge. Well, that was during that was, that was that, during like, that, that the swing daddies. revival. That's right. That's right. That lasted so, like a year and a half, and that was like a big thing. So he came back a little bit. Um, and if you remember, uh, also, uh, Just a Gigolo was covered by David Lee Roth. Um, so his oh, music. Oh, I remember. Was- <laughs> <laughs> so his music is all around. In 2010, he received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on the um, centennial of his birth, I guess you'd say. Uh, and his wife, Gia, his fifth and final wife, Gia, continues his legacy. Uh, she released Long Lost Songs in 2002 and started the ASCAP Louis Prima Award for vocalists or musicians attending the New Orleans Center for the Creative Arts. Wow. And nice. he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Five wives. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like it was fun. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's definitely, you know, it's a shame he's one of those guys who, uh, uh, I think def- people definitely know the songs, but he gets forgotten right. about just because it's so old. That it, He know. does. Yeah. And he was such a different style. And it's tough because back, I mean, he was a big deal. He was huge in, um, you know, he. He did a lot of stuff in Vegas. He was part of that crowd. But right. um, 
And he he had success in decade after decade, right? He had success in the 30s. He had success in the 40s. He had success in the 50s, and he kept going. Um, but he is one of the lesser knowns, I think because people feel that his music is a, a novelty, which it right. is, but it's also really good. And you can tell that because it gets covered a lot, and it gets used mm. a lot. The the um the music of it his his trumpet playing i mean they called him the lip um his trumpet playing all of that stuff is really really good but i think people because of his, the lightness of it and the way he was on stage and everything people think that it was just kind of a novelty act and it wasn't right. there was a lot of musicality to it well i think it's also the the covers are almost part of the problem because the covers came so long after the originals and like if they're used in a gap ad or if right. like jump jive and whale was a huge hit for Brian Setzer, you almost don't realize that it came from something else. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, unlike Frank Sinatra songs or Bing Crosby songs, um, there's no, uh, it, it, he gets, his music keeps being rediscovered as opposed to staying in the in the culture i i will say this i urge everyone out there to download the wildest and um listen to it start to finish because you will get that vibe of of him in person he interacts with sam buteri yes you know he interacts with uh, everybody who he's performing with and there is like um i guess it's i ain't got nobody like there's a part where he you can hear him getting everybody pumped up and it gets you pumped up it's great. It's a great is it, album. Is it a live album or is it um no. like a studio recording? No, they did a they did a live album of sort of the wildest later on, I think in 50 uh 59 maybe. Um there were like three in rapid succession that he did. Um and one of them was a live album. I forget which one it was. But that's him. Uh thank you Rachel. Uh, we take a quick break and we come back we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Remember when Twitter was fun and not hastening the collapse of Western civilization? Twitter can be fun again when you follow us at story underscore song. You'll find out about our upcoming episodes and see lots of great behind the scenes content. Story underscore song. Putting the fun back in Twitter. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. You guys, Mm -hmm. what lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn? Uh, I learned bunk beds. If you have 17 (laughs) children, get bunk beds so that you don't have to keep one in a different room. That's right. Or each one in a different room. Not every, at that point, not every kid needs their own room. That's crazy. Especially if one of the rooms is the garage. Yeah, or the kitchen. Come on. And the basement and the study. And he has a study. The... (laughs) Did we talk about the fact that he has a study? I I was just upset at the size of Bajagaloop's house and that he still (laughs) feels like he has not enough space. He has a study and a parlor. And you know what, Bajagaloop, you put bunk beds in there. Some of the kids are going to even enjoy it that way, sharing rooms. You know, they get to know their siblings. It'll be fun. And don't just as long as you don't name one of those kids, Andrew Gold. That's right. (laughs) Not like their siblings. imagining bunk beds just 17 bunks stacked on top of each other <laughs> right, right. then we only need one room the kid on the top 
uh, taking an elevator up to his bed. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Rachel, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say this. When you're walking around your neighborhood, keep your lunar calendar with you because <laughs> if, you, if it's a full moon, you got to know what stoops are well lit. Yeah. So you can yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could keep an eye out for things. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a celebrity sighting tour, except that you're, <laughs> you're except you're a perv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> except you should be locked up, you right, sicko. Right, right. Oh uh, man, Daniel. I'll I'll just say the lesson I learned is: look, uh, children are a blessing uh, from God. <laughs> Obviously, they they are the light of your life. But um, when you have a child, you do have to pull the doctor aside. Uh, and just very quietly, you know, you don't want you don't want your wife to hear, you know. Just very quietly, just say, "Doc, look, level, level with me." Uh, is this a hallway kid? Is this kid, <laughs> is this kid, is this kid hanging out in the hallway all the <laughs> you time? Know what I'm saying? And look, yes, you should love a hallway kid right. as much as a normal kid. Hallway but... kids need the most love. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not kid ourselves; they're always going to be a hallway kid. When you're and doing- you're going to walk around for the rest of your life being, that kid is in the hallway again. When you're doing what your, like, you're, you you're doing. Yeah, when you're doing your family history and the doctor's yeah, yeah. like, so any history of anything? It's like, it's like well, uh, her sister is a hallway <laughs> kid. Oh, you're going to want to be aware of that. Oh. Yeah. She just wanders okay. up and down the hallway for hours. Okay, so she's a hallway kid carrier. Got it. Yeah. All right, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll look for that in the blood work. Thank yeah. you. And nothing, and nothing in your family? Not in your family? No, we're just no. stupid. No. Stoop lovers. We're just, yeah, yeah. We're just st- st- stoop, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> good thing of a good word. Yep. That would be family friendly here on That's this family right. friendly podcast. Hey guys, <laughs> this family friendly podcast is called the Story Song Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please follow us on the socials like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you could leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we'd certainly appreciate it. And if you like the show, please tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll listen to it. Uh, on the stoop on a full night while they're watching what's going on across the street. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, they'll tell their friends and <laughs> and they'll tell their friends their seventeen tell their... children. <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, you got a party going, my friend. Yeah. Um all right, we'll be back next episode with another great story song. So I've been Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. It's the only place where he can be alone. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Look, I know you're like the mom is gonna be like, look, I know you like to do it, but I like it to watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my <All> right. god, <clears throat> glad you didn't make that joke. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 